Their souls were drawn to each other. They were destined to meet through events that were destined to happen. <sighs> but if that holds true for everything, then what possible reason could there be for us to struggle through life? All things are born into this world and eventually die. That's the pure and simple truth. Are you saying give up all hope? That it's pointless to wish for anything? Oh no, I'm not saying that. I'm just summarizing the essential human experience. What people living in this beautiful world can look forward to. No matter how long or how they wish to live. It's something everyone knows, yet has seemingly forgotten. I will never forget it. I will never be able to forget it. If there is anything of value in living a life such as mine, I would say that would have to be it. Since I first learned that, I've never forgotten it for a moment. <laughs> Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that now has to watch Destiny. Except for this week, Destiny took pity on us and just decided to give us an episode of Gundam Seed. (laughs) My name is Jeremy. I'm flashing back, man. I'm Tyler. I've decided that these guys are just going to go ahead and use old clips of me talking, so I'm going to go home. Oh, man, that would My be a good episode. <laughs> it would be, I thought about it, but it would be so much more work than recording an episode. It would, yes. Give us money on Patreon. Yeah, I'm willing to make that a Patreon goal if people want it. So, <laughs> If you want that, you're probably in our Discord. Adding it to my uh, list. You don't have to do any work for that. Well, I'm no, still it, adding it to the list. It's a list of ideas. Okay, th- th- it is literally just a big-ass list of ideas. Uh, we're at watching episode 29, Fates. It's in English text and everything. There's not a lot to say about it. It's a clip episode. Yeah, so that battle didn't even quite finish last episode, but now we're in clip episode land. That's because Durundal is just ruminating on, like, how did things end up this way? I feel like the description on Gundam Wiki of this episode is way better than this episode. Where we learn about Durundal's dark and mysterious past with Gladys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Gilbert and Gladys. <laughs> I would watch that Actually, sitcom. Actually, it's, it's Gilbert and Talia, right? That sounds like a sitcom name, Gilbert, Gilbert and Gladys. <laughs> you have to call it 3G and throw in a th- like that third guy. Gilbert, Gladys, and Gundams? <laughs> no, Gilbert, Gladys, and Gary. Who's yeah. Gary? Must uh, be he, that other guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy in this episode. That Gilbert's like, ah, oh, Gary! Yeah, I guess we'll just get to it because there's no point in drawing this out. This episode's going to do it anyway. This is kind of the last clip episode in Destiny. There's one that the remake skips later on. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's another one. And there's one that I remember being 50% clips, but it's only like 30% clips. That's not a terrible clip rate. Um, I, sorry, I was looking up the description on this episode. Chairman DeRundle muses about how Kira and Lacus met and their relationship. This episode also shows parts of the Chairman's own relationship with Talia Gladys and his motives. 
This episode is largely composed of footage from Gundam Seed. So that about does it for this. Hi, Pine Tyler. (laughs) I really like the part where (laughs) the G-Man was playing chess with himself and also his ghost. We have to do it. It is our sworn duty. Yep. So we start with uh, Lacus being like, Kira, we need to take a break. (laughs) I'm going to go to space, you know, and then we'll miss each other and then it'll be more fiery when I get back. And he's like, but I just started having a personality again. She's like, don't worry. I'll be fine in space and so will your personality. I'll take it with me. They did a Cowboy Bebop. Walt was there. <laughs> Walt was Spike Spiegel for a second. It was pretty cool. Kira was there also, I guess. Well, because Lacus can't make any kind of dramatic escape without Kira showing up. Kira's like, let me come with you. And Lacus is like, no, you have to beat up Atherin. It's a very important part of the plan. Because I can't be in two places at once. I can't go up and take care of this and stay down on Earth to shame Atherin into helping. That's why I have a boyfriend, so I can be in two places at once. (laughs) I do like Kira being like, take care of yourself, I mean it. I'll dropkick you so hard you wish you were dead, dear Meshi. I'll throw my shield. (laughs) Yeah, that's how everybody knows shit's gotten serious, Kira, is when he throws his shield. And Thorndal is like, ah, gotta find that Lacus Klein. Can't stop till you find them all. And Acosta was there. He almost got a line, but not quite. He's the only one not wearing a hat, and I think that's just so you can see his hair. So that you know he's DaCosta. You know, they cut away from Walt Felt when he waves right before he tells DaCosta to go make him coffee. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, this is going to like a place that we saw in an earlier episode where he had like that exact line of Lacus Klein and Kira Yamato. So like it's kind of trying to use the frame of uh, so this is what they were. This is when we last saw Durundal. This is when we yep. last saw Durundal, so this is what he started thinking about afterwards. Yep. Also, I just noticed that the painting on the wall behind him is just like a close-up landscape shot of the moon with like no details. It's just This is the episode in the which I, I finally noticed what was written on that one mobile suit's headpiece and was the most interesting thing of the episode. Something that had been there for multiple episodes that I just never noticed. I don't know which one you're talking about, so. It's in the opening. Oh, okay. It's only there for, like, a frame. And trust me, it was a frame that was scrubbed over back in the day. So we know exactly (laughs) what it said, and we also knew when they changed it, when that mobile suit actually shows up in the series. Does it say Mir's personal property? No. That'd be pretty good. (laughs) No, it is faux Latin. Speaking of, we get the opening. It is actually Latin, I guess. People thought it was Italian at first, and it's incorrect Italian. It is correct Latin, is my understanding now. I'm not a Latiner, so I don't want that quoted. But it says modified freedom in Latin. Interesting. Modified. Or I think it actually says it's, it was right there. By okay, the way. it's that thing. Liber- okay. I want to say liberta modifica. That sounds right. <laughs> Hang on. Let me give me a second. Since I asked Jeremy if he knew what it meant, I can get the actual line here. It, it says liberta modifica. Yeah, liberta modifica. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kira's battle cry: "Liberty, motherfuckers!" <laughs> That's why I have all the guns. Oh no, it's the American Gundam. Oh no, Chippity's gonna want that back. We cut to Durundal playing chess with himself and having a flashback to Ghost Dad, except he's the worst dad in the series. To be fair, he was smart enough not to have kids. That's, well, he kind of adopted some anyway, though. (laughs) It's Ghost of La (laughs) Cruce on the couch opposite him. And Durundal smiles. Oh, I remember that maniac fondly. And he's like, so I have no idea how, where, or when Kira Yamato and Lacus Klein met. Now so let Kira, me show you how they met. Now let the flashback show us. 
Hey, remember when Kira found a life pod out in space and we didn't even know what a beautiful princess was going to come spacing out of it? <laughs> I still hate her outfit, but man, I don't want to say I miss old design Lacus Klein. I really like the maturity they put in her face now, but it is nice to see it again. Oh, wow. The derp. Yeah, I was actually going to comment on like, I like that how much younger she looks by comparison. Yeah. And yeah. Flay was racist. Remember Flay? Yes, I do. I could never forget. So racist that they had to lock her up in a bedroom. Kira also looks way younger, with his big purple eyes. Well, I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense, because while they aren't terribly a whole lot older, like, at the same time, they've seen some shit. It's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Their parents are dead? Their parents are dead. You know how many people I've killed? Except both of Kira's parents are alive. Uh, both of his biological parents are dead, he found out. And also, we don't know what happened to his dad. Remember, yeah. he just kind of vanished and as far mom as is I'm, with the reverend. As far as I'm aware, he's like, well, I can't compete with teleporting space reverend and then decided to go become a busker. Or maybe he got retconned out of existence. Maybe that. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Maybe the Flash like ran back in time. Maybe that wasn't actually his dad. Maybe that was just her boyfriend at the time. <laughs> and she was he was just like there with her. He was a very long term boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. I just wish we got, like, any kind of line as to what happened to his dad. Like, did he die in the Battle of Orb? He just doesn't exist anymore. It's mostly, oh, man, the animation in this episode that we're flashing back to. Anyway, we're like... I think this was animated by the B-team to begin with. Yeah, we're we're having a flashback to Kira and Lacus meeting for the first time, while Kira, or Lacus is basically in house arrest in Kira's room for some reason. It's not Kira's room. It's her room. Yeah, it is is her room. He just brought the food. Gotcha. Because this is when he escorted her back from the mess hall after Flay went all racist. That's back when I suspected Lacus of having ulterior motives right then. Which I think is kind of true. It's kind of true. The ulterior motives may have been, hmm, he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> we get new footage of awkward teen Atherin and awkward teen at Lacus. I'm assuming I'm su- this is probably pretty close to like when they first met or I, very yeah. shortly after. Judging by the way they're dressed, I think this is immediately before homecoming, freshman year. <laughs> they're so adorable it's Look very cute and they have zero chemistry <laughs> <laughs> Lycus is still very excited to receive flowers though so flowers what am i gonna do with these smile i guess anyway flashback to relic crusade being like hey atherin isn't she your fiance after we were already told that they were engaged that'll be good you should make lots of cute zaf babies <laughs> i'll have destroyed the world by then so you better get up to it quick Anyway, Durandal's like, how could she have possibly met him? It doesn't make any sense. If only I'd been privy to this flashback everyone had been watching just now. If only it was like military information and probably in the documents I, a Supreme Chairman, have. (laughs) Yeah, because he knows who Kira is. So presumably he would know that he was with the Three Ships Alliance. And presumably Atherin filed a report on how he got Lacus back. And it wasn't like he was trying to hide. Although I guess they were trying to hide Kira's identity from... The higher-ups, like he told Rao, but they were not telling everybody, I don't think, because the chairman specifically wanted to keep the fact that Kira was a coordinator secret. Yeah, but given that we've seen that Durundal seems to have been friends with Rao in this episode, you'd think that Rao might have mentioned it to him. Full support date engine? The full support date engine. That's how we know where the date comes from. That's what I need. Screw tender. I need full support date engine. <laughs> So does that, like, send you out on a date with a full team of guys to totally, like, just give you lines and stuff? Yeah. It's a Cyrano de Bergerac in your pocket? Yeah. I feel like more like an Alfred. That's all I... It sounds like we could make money doing this. You'd have to pay people a lot, though, so you'd have to charge a lot for the service. Yeah. 
And then I remember only one of us isn't single. Also, I'm pretty sure this is the plot of every sitcom and every sitcom it fails. Yep. Although, so I do have multiple partners, so does that make up for... (laughs) (laughs) I'm still single. I'm just saying on average. It means you're overqualified, (laughs) so you're fired. And we're underqualified, so we were never hired. Yeah, I just don't meet a whole lot of people because I never leave my house. Neither do I, weirdly, so I don't know. You meet just enough. Apparently. Anyway, Shin and, or Shen, he's not in this episode. He's not the main character anymore. Proto Shin. We see Atherin and Kira were always fighting. Yeah, well, I mean, like, now Kira is the main character, so we have to get all the people who came into Destiny afterwards up to speed. Yeah, I feel like this really is the moment where Kira and Lacus are like, okay, move over, kids. Atherin, you've been diseverythinged. So if you think Atherin's the main character of this show, he doesn't have a Gundam for another 11 episodes. Oh, no. That was another thing. That, that was what really happened when he got saviored, is that uh, that, that was him losing his main character status. The person who played Atherin had to move away, and he wanted to play over remote, but he wasn't sure when he was going to have the time, and time zones were weird. And then, of course, he had to set up you know, his internet and all that. You know, I don't know why, but I managed to forget that we often compare them to D&D characters. Or a D&D game. We're watching an episode of Seed right now, so it seems good to go back to the classic jokes. So we get a line, we, we get the uh, the shot of uh, Natarl making the right choice and using Lacus as a hostage. Well, actually, it's not so much hostage as it is bullet shield. I mean, that's what a hostage is, really. We get Flay yelling at Kira for being a liar because her dad died. You said you protect everyone in the whole world somehow, but you didn't because you're a stinky coordinator. I need to give you even more of a god complex. I don't see how this could possibly affect your character for the rest of your life. (laughs) Poor Millie's like, Kira's doing his best. He's one dude against a bunch. Now hold me, Sai. Hold me the way only natural arms can. (laughs) I haven't realized I have a coordinator kink yet. (laughs) That comes later. Yeah. So Kira's crying when he gets intercepted by Alakis. She looks like an angel because there's no gravity. And also she's genetically modified to look perfect. (laughs) And she's at an angle. She's like, look at my stupid space dress. Yeah, I really don't like it. I thought you did like it. I like it a lot more than you, I think. It's not the worst outfit I've ever seen. It's fine. Anyway, Kara's like, I know Atherin. He was a close friend of mine. And Lacus is like, oh, he's my fiance. You know, one day I'm going to have to get chained to that. (laughs) But right now he's at war, so I think good. So are you seeing anyone? (laughs) Wait, what what do you call it when all of Lacus's horrors get destroyed? I feel like this is a softball and I don't have it. The horror cost. Sorry, I was trying to think. Okay, that was in four days. I'm sorry. I was trying to think of good horror puns and there aren't any. That wasn't terrible, terrible taste. <laughs> and yet it still made me laugh because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> so Kira's like, oh, I have to make up for that awful joke by doing a good thing to Lacus And sneaking her out onto a spaceship. What do you call it? A digital representation of a horror? A horogram? Thank you, yes. That's also what I got for my birthday. <laughs> it's it's when someone shows up to your door with a horror that just sings a message to you. Yeah. It's like God, a candy that sounds gram. like hell. So Atherin threw Lacus through space at Atherin. Did I say Atherin threw Lacus at Atherin? I hope <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I wasn't really paying attention because this episode is awful. So anyway, Durandal's like, they still met. It must have been their destiny. See, what, then they show a shot of a woman turning around underneath some cherry blossoms. Oh no, the cherry I'm, blossoms! I'm pretty sure just a little way up that path is Kira and Atherin. It's pretty clearly Gladys. I'm not sure if that or if these are just the rose-colored cherry blossoms of flashback. Like, eventually all flashbacks take place in here, given enough time. 
Maybe, although it is interesting that Gladys looks a lot less serious in the flashback. Like, it took me a second to recognize that it was actually her because, number one, she hasn't styled her hair in quite such dagger points yet. Well, as well as the no- fact that she looks, like, happy. Yeah, well, no one's trying to shoot her. And that helps. And she doesn't have to prove that she's better than men and needs to be respected at her command. Although I think you're forgetting the most important aspect of that. She's recently gotten laid? Well, that's, Although that's true currently, I guess. That's <laughs> probably also true, but I was going to say, in the flashback, she's not dealing with Arthur. It's true, too. Oh, man, or can Shin. you imagine if Arthur was her, like, arranged partner? <laughs> I don't think that would actually add anything to the series. But... I, I think if that was the case, Gladys would decide pretty quick that she doesn't want kids. Oh, poor Talia. <laughs> poor arthur we give him so much shit <laughs> that i'm still not entirely convinced he deserves so Durendal's thinking those deep high thoughts you have in college where he's like so if that applies to everyone then why do we even bother struggling through life like if everything's predestined why don't we just kind of drift through this sounds like the kind of philosophy that you would end up with somebody who just got high in college that's what I just said, so. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, the ghost of Relicruce is like, yeah, all things born in this world die. Duh. It's all pointless. I- I'm a, uh, I was going to say narcissist, which is not the word I want. Or is... Nihilist? Yes, thank you. I'm paying attention now. Then <laughs> the ghost of young Gilbert. So <laughs> is, is Rao like the devil on Durundle's shoulder and young Gilbert is the angel on Durundle's shoulder? <laughs> Um, or is Durundle just on bad acid? <laughs> um, I, I think... Or is this a Flight Ulster situation and there are actually ghosts, including his dead inner child, who are here talking to him? Remember when I wrote that really edgy essay and they denied me entry to college? Now I can philosophize <laughs> a teenager's about it. It's his, uh, it's the ghost of his dead innocence? Yeah. Uh, anyway, the ghost of young Gil is like, then are you saying that life is meaningless? That we shouldn't hope or wish for anything? And I was like, no, just everyone's always forgetting that they're going to die eventually. And I want to prove it to them. I'm a man of my word. And then we cut to everyone dying. Everybody exploding. The druggies, tall, and also that one time that young Rao met young Moo. And, and then burnt the fire. house down. And the ghost of Relicris is like, if my life has any value, it's because I've never forgotten that I'm going to die. Which I guess makes sense given his like implied accelerated growth. Is, is, and then he laughs about it. One of the things that I was wondering about this episode, because we see a few of the other things, is Rao like an early model extended clone dude? I don't think it's the same technology, because we find out in this episode that it was, well, I guess we already knew, but it's reminded uh, to us in this episode that the person who cloned him was doing coordinator research. Well, that's um, why I was wondering so if it was like, because he clearly can pilot a mobile suit without like special you know, assistance or anything like that. And he takes the pills, which the early model druggies needed medicine of some kind to keep them under control. I think it is probably along the lines of the same technology, but I don't think they're like concurrent research. I think they are two separate people arriving to similar conclusions. I do find it a little weird that Durandal still has the case of pills around, but maybe he keeps it for sentimental reasons. What that actually is, is the bad acid that he's on. We just went over. (laughs) It's the same container that Rao used. But he dumped out all the pills, and that's just full of Tic Tacs. <laughs> what flavor are those Tic Tacs, Zach? Spearmint. Mm, I'm going to need a second one. Let's do another take on that. What? Spearmint? Yeah, okay. Uh, vanilla blueberry. Okay. I was going to say blueberry pie. Yeah, okay. I, I like blueberry pie Tic Tacs. 
all of them. Because they're blue and white. Okay. He's got you there. Yeah, no, that's fair. But Durandal is at least smart enough to reject Rao's philosophy, and he's like, well, even you were living because you wanted to, though. You could have ended it very easily. You were in a lot of pain. And we see that Durandal was supplying him with those drugs. And... Like, they go ahead and, like, do away with the whole, like, mystery thing by showing Rao without his mask, which is a shot you never got in C. Yeah, I don't necessarily mind this, though. And then you get baby Rao, who we know from a flashback earlier is actually Ray. It's just weird that we get shots of him without his mask, because they went through such pains in seed to avoid ever showing you his face. I thought we did see it when Moose shoots it off in the no, it, colony. No, the Do way we, it tracks he has is like it, a hand over it, his it face. It constantly gotcha. tracks the mask over his face when that happens. Uh, he looks like young, sexy Mulaflaga. Yep, so Mulaflaga. It's mostly long-haired Mulaflaga. And it's like Atherin only knows that he ha- to, to get Lacus to like him, he has to give her flowers. <laughs> well, yeah, we see Lack. We get three as, different relationships. As... We hear Rao talking about, like, unfulfilled desires. We see Lacus and Atherin trying to make it work, Flay and Kira making out, and Gladys in a bathing suit. And then also that touching prison birdie scene. How long had it been since Atherin and Kira saw each other when that scene happened? They had seen each other when they were during the Lacus hostage exchange. That's what I thought, but only, like, in each other's mobile suits in the cockpits yeah, in flight suits. I think between, like, from when they saw each other the first time in years, you know, the attack on Heliopolis, I think it's only, like, maybe a month or two I to think this moment. Oh, to this moment, yeah. I'm mostly just, like, is this the first time they've seen each other in person? Yeah, I think in years. Okay. I think such well, cherry blossoms. Technically speaking, the first time they've seen each other in years in person was the attack on Heliopolis. If it was a big suit, that no, could have been Santa Claus. <laughs> no, they, they they saw each other because they the specifically Christmas call occasion. each other's names out. They did. That's how Atherin knows he's the pilot, but they don't exactly have time to talk like this. Yeah, this is the first time they've had an opportunity to actually talk. And Kara can be like, "I still have feelings for you, Atherin." And then, like it, they and that looked like the re. That was the original shit. I think it's hard to hard to tell. Nickel and Tall die again. I'm kind of okay with them reshowing that because of the fact that it has actually been a while since we saw these flashbacks. And then we get Atherin and Kira trying to murder each other real hard, which is a real good fight. And more Rao talking to Gilbert, being like, hey, I just know about myself. I can't answer your problems. And the munchkin that just keeps cropping up next to him. The piano munchkin. Oh no, it's baby nickel. You know, it would make a lot of sense if they actually presented like, why do Gilbert and Rao know each other and why did they apparently hang out so often? Because Durandal was his hookup. <laughs> so they would get high together and talk about philosophy. That's it right. It all checks out to me. <laughs> Durandal was Rao's dealer? Yeah. So Rao, flashback Rao is like, hey, people like you are always like struggling, hoping they get to where they're going to be happy. And I'm believing just to confirm that that's not true. That's all bullshit. It all leads to nothing. I am the king of nihilism. And then I think the most important moment of the entire episode Yeah, comes like suddenly up. plot and backstory is happening. So we find out that Talia broke up with Durundle because she wanted to have a baby and she needed to follow plant regulations. What are those regulations exactly uh, that caused this to be necessary? Presumably the like arranged marriage thing. Yeah, presumably they want people to like submit themselves so they can be partnered with the person who has the best genetic chance of creating offspring. That's I'll how I've that. always um, I had the taken same, this scene. I had the same question of, like, 
why, like, what regulations are they talking about? But, I mean, like Jeremy said, it's pretty easy to just take a wild guess. And so, we're breaking up. It's not you, it's genetics. <laughs> and Arundel seems to take it all right. Well, he's at least somewhat intelligent and realizes that there's not gonna, he can't do anything about it. And then we get the eye catch after Durundle picks up a nice little chess piece to be sad about it. Or I guess melancholy. Thank you for joining us on this, another horrifying clip episode. I don't have anything to talk about this week, so I want to instead talk about why Durundle is playing chess all the time. Because he seems to be playing chess by ghosts, as we allude to in this episode. But I've been kind of tracking his moves, and the board never seems to be in a consistent state, which, surprisingly, I guess the animators didn't bother to think through. I've asked Jeremy about this, and he says that apparently the chess board means something later. But I'm posing the question to you, dear audience. Which players in the game of Gundam Seed Destiny are which pieces to Durundal? Clearly the Minerva has been acting as his queen so far, and hey, isn't that just fitting. But who are his rooks? Or his bishops. Most importantly, what's his ELO ranking? Okay, that's it. Back to the episode. Katakira realizing that the Archangel's gonna die in Alaska. And then having a heart attack over it. And Lacus being like, no, I just fixed that. And <laughs> <laughs> be like, I gotta go fight. And Lacus is like, cool, let me give you a Gundam to do that with. <laughs> Here you go, you're gonna need this. There's something, something will, something, something swords. It's fine. So you can't end your war on your own. Take this. Da-da-da-da. You got the nuclear-powered robot. Press C to spam your lasers. So we're still just going over all, like, the shots of him getting, you know, basically those last, like, what is it, like, episode 30 and 31? This is 35. And Gun and Seed? Yeah. We see that Talia and Durundal end things on a handshake because he's trying to be amicable, although he looks kind of numb with through it. He's just like, okay, I have to get through this so I can go cry at home. She... Looks happy that she's at least, or that he's at least trying, though, so. Yeah. Well, um, we do know that their relationship is not ruined. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. She also doesn't look super happy as she leaves with a guy that she's presumably in a now an arranged partnership with. Yeah. I have to wonder, why did she bring him with her? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm it was sure Kira's dad situation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is all symbolic, and this is not literally what happened, that she did not say, okay, bye forever, man, who I love. Now I'm walking into the arms of Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's the sitcom. <laughs> yeah, that was what we were saying. Gary's very tall, too. And he's <laughs> wearing he's a, trench a trench coat. coat. Is that young Zenigata? In space. Young space Zenigata. I would watch that show. But only if there's space Lupin, because what would space Zenigata be doing otherwise? I mean, catching everyone else. There is no one else. Well, there are definitely plenty of episodes where Zenigata gets demoted from the Lupin case because he can't make any results. And then he just arrests like a thousand criminals. They're like, well, what do you want as your reward? To chase Lupin the third. <laughs> like, well. <laughs> just because I can't catch this one dude doesn't mean I'm not very good at my job. I can throw handcuffs at people and handcuff them from 20 feet away. It's an absurdly specific <laughs> skill I practice. Cut to Ray crying in what appears to be a deserted bunker when Rao comes in to be like, hey, cheer up, bud. It also looks like it's a cell of some kind. Yeah, kind of. It looks like it's almost like he's part of the extended program or something that would give him violent flashbacks from walking into that building. And Rao's like, good, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Flash to uh, Blackish shaming Atherin into going and helping Kira. Yeah, the mob boss scene. Where Atherin's like, why did you help a spy? She's like, I didn't help no spy. I just gave Kira a nuclear-powered robot. 
I mean, new sword. She's more metaphorical and poetical than me. She's a perfect angel and I can't emulate her. It's like, yeah, because Kira needs it. And Athens like, that's not true. That's impossible. She's like, why, you kill him? You didn't do a very good job. I did it better. I like this scene a lot. It is a really good scene. I'm like, it's mostly, it's like, this clip episode is like, remember all those great scenes in Gundam Seed? Yeah. Don't you wish you were watching that instead? <laughs> remember, yeah. remember why you kept watching Into <laughs> Destiny is because of how well we did this the first time? Yeah, with, especially her going up and be like, hey, if I, am I your enemy? Are you going to shoot me? And my cute pigtails? Anyway, Durundle's like, what if I had done something differently? And then he has another acid flashback of Rao being like, if you think like that, you're just going to screw up wasting time thinking about what could have been. Just do the needful. Yeah. There's no time to hesitate. You can't waste an entire episode just flashing back to stuff <laughs> you didn't even do. Come on, advance the plot, Gilbert. <laughs> uh, man, that shot that, it, that you had paused on made the justice look way off model. Anyway, he's like, yeah, then you get into alternate timeline shit, and look, Jeremy wants to write that comic real bad, but no one's going to pay him to, and he doesn't <laughs> have the license, so you can't worry about it. You just got to keep going the way you did. Plus, you got that girl back. You built a giant main character battleship, gave it a bitch and captain's quarters, and then you had sex in it. You win. That's winning. You're, you did it. Good job, Charlie Sheen. Uh, I now, was Next, make the winning Gundam. I was going to ask if Rowling Crusade is now just Charlie Sheen. A winning Gundam is from B- Gundam Build Fighters Try, so it's another is that 10 years Is an actual out. thing? Oh, yes, God. and then it gets upgraded to the star winning Gundam. Why? Because it's, it's great. I'm a winning Gundam fan. Excuse me while I look up the winning Gundam. And now we're getting the, uh, the shot of Shin's parents dying again. Amazingly, we skip over that part where Kigali's parent died. I know, it was amazing, this entire episode going through. I'm like, all right, just waiting on Ghost Dad to show up. Is there a non-SD winning Gundam? The star winning Gundam can transform between an SD Gundam and a standard Gundam. Okay, so not this thing? No, that's the that's the winning Gundam, yeah. Okay. A, it gets upgraded later. She plays support, so she makes a nice SD Gundam. Okay, I actually, I, oh, oh, oh man. Oh man, I like this design a lot. That's good. Yeah, I'm a fan of both winning Gundams, honestly. I do like that the ship mode is literally just a head <laughs> attached to a ship. <laughs> well, anyway. when all you have is an SD Gundam. Atherton and Kira hold hands because they're friends now. <laughs> That's sweet the bro look. The bro look. I know. Bro, I gotcha. Shin has PTSD. Some stuff explodes. It was really bad. That was where Kigali's dad died, and yep. yet we don't get a shot of him. We get Atherton's dad, though, being a mega racist. And shooting Atherin again. He's like, hey, the whole point of this war is to kill all the naturals. Have you forgotten? Especially Flay. You can have clip episodes about Gundam Seed as much as you want, but you can never return there. You can't change what has already happened. You can't save Flay. I thought you were going to say you can't save your game and then reload it. (laughs) Yeah, no saves coming in in, uh, real life. Kira saves the Eternal. It's very sweet. Without a stock footage attack. Even though we know he used it at that time. Kigali's like, hey, don't you mind him flirting with your fiance? And he's like, nah, we had no chemistry. <laughs> and Kigali's like, like, you're open? <laughs> <laughs> you're available? Lacus is like, my parent is dead. I'm really confused why Rao was bringing baby Ray to these like high philosophy sessions. He really likes barbecue sauce. I didn't even make that joke on the mics. <laughs> I, th- I think you did. I did I? Did I, sweet baby Ray's? I'll find out in the edit. I don't think I did. <laughs> I have no idea. Then we cut back to Rao and Moose, like, dad, clone, deal. And Rao being like, 
Kira, you were born here too. Let's flash back to the scientist neither of us knew. Uh, so we got the flashback within a flashback within a flashback. <laughs> I think Rao met that guy. You think? I could I be assu- wrong. I assume Rao made this guy. Or wait, other way around. Yeah. <laughs> I assume this guy made Rao. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean Rao didn't meet him after he that got That is made. true. Rao did grow up really fast. I assume this guy was dead by the time it was relevant. Uh, we see some more details about how that happened with uh, Ultimate Coordinator guy being like, cloning is illegal. And Moose uh, dad being like, laws change. I'm rich. That doesn't count. <laughs> Mulligan. <laughs> Don't you want funding to build your sweet Kira Yamato? Those stats aren't all going to get the 10 on their own. Yeah, so he blackmails the dude into making him a clone. and Then Moo nearly gets savored by the Providence, but he, gets, <laughs> he at least keeps a shield arm. Well, he needs that for when he when he uh, performs his heroic sacrifice at the end of the series. Get more of Rao's philosophy. Uh, by more of, I mean what we got before. Yeah, humans suck. They just want to get better by he's beating re- each other. He's reiterating it. We do at least get some commentary from Ghost Rao the Crusade on his old commentary. Uh, people having to believe that there's a happy future at the end of it, but... <laughs> and random picture of Talia in a swimsuit again. Atherin tries to kill himself, but Kigali makes a save. She passes her diplomacy check. <laughs> Kira Yamato murders Rao the Crusade, closing the time loop. Also, you're definitely Ron Zakinson intimidate check there. <laughs> to save Atherin? Yep. I'll punch you in the face if you don't come with me, Atherin. If you kill yourself, I'm totally going to punch you in the face. I kind of hate these chess pieces. I'm not sure if that's just because we keep seeing them being flashed on screen so often. No, they're considerably worse than the Code Geass chess pieces. Anyway, so young Gilbert is like, so you're saying there's no hope? And Rao's like, what is hope even? A miserable pile of secrets. To go back in time because it wasn't supposed to happen. You need to fix something. See a bunch like, of people dying. Like, you probably just make the same mistakes again. It's probably a closed time loop situation. I mean, yeah. Time's real hard to mess with. And Durandal responds like, well, then I'll just change everything. I, too, have a god complex now. I will pit my god complex about against Kira Yamato's. Talia looks way better in a swimsuit than Lacus. I'm sure to <laughs> win. If we can't go back, we'll just have to make a proper path from here. Then we get some... We get some shots from Sea uh, Destiny, and I'm like, well, you picked the wrong shots for that. <laughs> well, I was talking about this list of chemicals. Yep. Or I- human chemicals. They're, they're all chemicals humans need. What are we, Full Metal Alchemist now? Yeah. <laughs> 20 grams of saltpeter. We get some stuff from last episode of Shin and Kira owning some people. Tadaka dies, Kigali, Kigali cries. cries. <laughs> <laughs> Tadaka dies, Kigali cries. I, well, I want to rename all the episodes now. Based on an event that happens in the last two minutes? Uh, not necessarily, just like the major plot points. I would like to make a haiku out of every episode. I mean, one thing I do like is that the episode ends with him, with uh, Durandal sitting in the chair and Kira watching Lacus's shuttle, which is kind of how it started at the beginning. Yeah, because now they're split up and he's like, checkmate, I beat myself at chess. Also, it's a metaphor. So what do you make of Durandal's motivation and plan from this nonsense, Tyler? <laughs> um, mm, I, I don't even, I guess he's... Trying to get the world back in a state where it's, like, more able to... Ma- I feel like he's just gonna pull a row and he's like, I'm gonna mi- reset all choices by nuking everything, and then we can start over. Maybe? I don't know. To be fair, I think he rejects Rao's philosophy I pretty do, strongly yeah. here. I don't know. I feel like he's trying to make a situation where, like, there is more of a blank slate. I have no idea how the hell he is trying to accomplish that. Uh, so basically, he got cucked, and now he's sad. 
Even though he's back with the girl? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Damn I, sexual Gary. I, assu- <laughs> I assumed it's a side thing. Well, yeah, they're they're definitely not in like a committed relationship at this point. I do think we get some elaboration on this, but I can't remember how much. I thought we got more here, frankly. Not just, oh, I used to date Talia, and then we broke up. But not because we wanted to, because genetics. Should we launch right into high points? I feel like there might be more discussion here, but I don't know what uh, <laughs> uh I don't know. I actually do really like the scene uh, where they're breaking up, but that's maybe the only scene that is of any import in this entire episode. When me and Jeremy were talking about it, I called this a waste of an episode. Yeah, that's why I was pointing to all the ironies about them talking about wasting time talking about the past. It almost feels like they're aware of it. Almost. I mean, maybe, but I honestly don't think this series is self-aware enough for that. Just knowing the production problems that were happening during it, though, you know there were some frustrated people who maybe slipped in some lines like that. Although it could also be coincidence. It's easier to see with hindsight. Do you want to suggest some sort of high point, Zach? Um, (laughs) It's tough. It's hard to say because 95% of this episode is what we saw from Seed without the context. So... No. (laughs) (laughs) Alternative high point, Rao's dead. (laughs) Yeah, but that was a high point in Seed, not in Destiny. Um, I agree with this episode being a waste of time. That said, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, really? Yeah, like, going back to Seed, like, part of it is just how hardcore of a Karakasu shipper I am. Like, that is my ship, and I will die for it. (laughs) And this was just the high points of that. We got the freedom handoff is a bit I always love. We got some of the Alaska stuff. It was just fun to go back to this and the way that sometimes I'll rewatch Gundam Seed. And obviously I would rather do that, but... Um, I do like that there's at least some plot slash backstory being dropped here, but... Yeah, in my head, Rao's, like, philosophy nonsense made a lot more sense and, like, had more of a direction for Durundal. I don't know if that's because I was younger when I saw this and was grappling with some of these issues more, or if it's just... Time has faded and I've forgotten all the details. Low point, Tyler? This episode? <laughs> yes. This I would episode. agree with I, that. I, I'm sorry, that's a Zach response. Um, <laughs> I already me... used that one. <laughs> oh no, this is kind of a cop-out because it's still kind of this episode. But I feel like this kind of exposition could have happened in like, probably about five minutes in the middle of a much better episode. Zach? We just came out of an episode that had a particularly mm. poignant end in a strong, like, this is when we should be starting to roll, and here we are slamming on the brakes, spinning our wheels in the muck. Yeah, that is true, and like, no clear resolution at the end of that episode. It's like, just a complete and total waste of space and time for this episode to exist. And episode 29 of Seed is the turning point, the one where Nickel dies, and we are set up to have Kira and Atherin go for it next episode. Which I guess we kind of had set up last episode, but like you said, the momentum just kind of halts that said if you're gonna put this episode somewhere because you have to i feel like that's a strong enough cliffhanger that people are gonna come back next week yeah that's fair i don't feel like they needed to put this episode anywhere there (laughs) might have been production reasons that they did i was about to say the same thing tyler (laughs) yeah from a creative standpoint there's no reason for this now i have to pick a low point um (laughs) like i remember liking dorendel's motivation a lot but it just seems lame i don't even know what his motivation is yeah like I said, the uh, the description of this episode on Gundam Wiki is a lot better than this episode. It's unclear just, like, listening to or in trying to read what he's wanting to do. Like, 
I, I don't know. He wants to make it so that choices can happen, I guess, or that you're not shackled by destiny or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, final thoughts on this. I do like the idea of Durundal being like a person who knew Rao and rejects his philosophy. Yeah, I like the little plot bits that were sprinkled here, but like I said, I just wish they had come in any other form. Yeah, I, I like generational trauma and the idea of like the ghost of Rao and his ideas are still there, even though Kira stabbed him is interesting. But we already kind of got that idea earlier on in the series with the guys espousing yeah, the terrorists dad's early philosophy. On. Like I said, Durandal's rejection of it is also interesting, but him rejecting it, but clearly being influenced by it at the same time. We also have sweet baby Ray, who is clearly influenced by it, so maybe Ray's a secret world-ending nihilist. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) He could have died just a few minutes ago, but he didn't because plot. I mean, Luna didn't either, and she was in more death stranding. Ray just (laughs) lost both of his arms. They weren't even his real arms. (laughs) Both of his robot arms. This is my robot arm. I found that funny. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> no, I, I, that was a, that was in response to Zach. That was a joke for me, not for you. <laughs> Where do you think Destiny is going? We're th- oh, God. I don't... It, it, mm. <laughs> yes, you're correct. Um, uh, mm, uh. My problem with Destiny is that it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I guess now we're actually finally trying to set up a conflict of some sort, so I don't know. Maybe Shin just decides to destroy the entire planet. Now, Shin's the new Rao. I honestly have no idea where it thinks it's going. I don't know where it <laughs> Much less it's where it's actually going. Yeah. Like, we're clearly setting up for some, like, for some conflicts now, because Shin just, like, basically nuked Orb's military. I don't know where that's going, though. There's, like, not really any stakes. It's not really clear where Orb's position when the rest of, like, the world government is now. I don't know. I can't say one way or the other. It, it would help, I think, if I knew what Durundle's actual objectives are. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> they won't disappoint in a content sense. I actually think they're a very interesting sci-fi idea that this series, by the time it reveals it, does not have the time to explore. Huh. Extra clones. Clone. I'm going to clone everybody, and then they can live. And then they can live both lives. Exactly. Yeah. Infinite they can clones. Live out all of the. Uh... Uh, results of their choices. Yeah. yeah. That way you could have sex with everyone because there will always be one clone of the person you want to have sex with that wants <laughs> to have sex with you. And then I've solved the world's problems. In a universe of infinite genitalia. Or we're meandering because I want this episode to be longer, but I don't think there's anything there's, left to uh, say. The problem is this episode did not give us a lot of content it's to work with in the first just place. just a waste. Like, that's the problem. It, there's not really a lot to talk about. So, I don't know if you guys were paying any attention to the chessboard, but man, that was not a real game of chess Durandal was playing. Well, I was barely paying attention to what you guys were saying. <laughs> he didn't have an opponent. His opponent was a ghost. <laughs> Raul Crusade gets ghost chess moves. <laughs> he can move his funnels into position and kill Mula Flaga. Uh, what piece on the chessboard is Mula Flaga? Is Moo. Yeah. Moo's La- a bishop. Okay, Lacus is clearly a queen. Yep. I'm, actually, I'm pretty sure Moo is a uh, rook. Actually, you know what? I think Lacus is king. Kira is a queen. That makes sense. I was going to say Kira and Athrun are knights. I mean, that would but be... But I can Kira see. can go anywhere and That's do true. anything. That's exactly. true. But if Lacus falls, it's all over, man. It's true. That's why he's always rushing to save him. I like the idea of the Arca and Moo being rooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense because Moo constantly defended, you know, everything else. Kigali's a knight and the player just doesn't know how to move her. So it's Kisaka. <laughs> <laughs> and Reverend Malkio and Maru are the bishops. 
I don't feel like they do any, like, well, maybe Maru. I don't feel like Reverend yeah. Malkio does any. Like, Mar- well, he's a bishop. Well, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> okay, fine. But... Walfelt can be a bishop. Okay, I'm okay with that. And the astray girls are pawns. <laughs> and then they explode. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. They barely had a name. And Izak is a gold general, because in Shogi, you can capture the enemy team's pieces and then deploy them. Interesting. Huh. I've never played Shogi. I honestly don't know the rules. They're close enough to chess to confuse you. (laughs) Fair. I've played Go, and that's nothing like chess. No, not at all. That's like Othello. Kind of? Kind of. It's more like Othello than it's like chess. Yeah. I'm only familiar with Shogi existing through stuff like Gabriel Dropout and Persona 5. Like you know of anime. Man, I just learned- I know it exists. I just learned of an anime that's about a card game where like you play cards based on the poetry that's on the cards. Yeah, Hanafuda. We've read that manga for uh, Jumpstart Weekly. I don't- Is it Hanafuda? I thought Hanafuda was just picture cards. Uh, You're right, it's not. Isn't it like Chiaya? Chiafuya is the name of the manga. That's not the name of the game. Oh, yeah, because I- I, they just had, like, a third season of the anime come out yeah. recently, right? Yeah. It involves, like, tossing cards. Yeah. you. It's basically, you have a set of cards. You have, like, one of them is the first half of the poem, and the, or you set out the second halves of the poems, and a judge reads the first half of the poem, and you have to grab the matching card as quickly as you can. And the main character has an abnormally good sense of hearing, and she can, from the first syllable, tell more information than most people, so she is better at it than most people. I'm pretty sure that's not how hearing works. Her brain is really good at responding to sound noises. Yeah. How about that? Sure. That's kind of hearing. That's part of hearing. That's part of the process of hearing. Sorry, I need to look up the name of this game, and we're vamping for time anyway. If I remember this right. This is probably largely uh, Karata. If What's, I remember right, Hanafuda played a large role in Summer Wars. Yeah, Hanafuda is a different game. It's the game that Nintendo made cards for. Okay. I, I think we're done vamping. Zero out of ten would not watch again. Except you already did. Yes. Yeah. Well, it is our destiny. Hey, look, one of the top comments on this is, I still don't know how Kira survived that explosion. That wasn't mine. Yeah, I was going to say, it's your kindred spirit, Zach. (laughs) Just so we're all clear, I didn't comment. Oh, what? It's... Hmm. Okay, fine. Join us next week when we watch A Fleeting Dream. We have to keep watching. It is our destiny.